Aren't you tired of the same content, the same subjects, the same phrases, the same delivery? It's weird at this point. Media Den wants to change that. You deserve a platform that will give you variety and a high-quality audio experience. And you can't forget a timely show. Media Den provides short-form podcasts that trim the fat without destroying the details. Now, you don't have to feel committed to what everyone else is talking about. Just niche shows that won't just interest you, but save time. Stay up to date with all of our shows by subscribing anywhere you get your podcasts. Media Den Network. It's all in the content. This episode is brought to you by Only the Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. to another episode of Real Hoops. Uh, a lot of more announcements coming through. We're working on merch, working on ways that you can support the pod. Um, and a lot more bigger announcements in the year 2024. We're going to do it big here. Not only on Real Hoops, but on Media Den as well. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. Uh, YouTube fam, SoundCloud fam, Spotify, uh, Apple, no matter how you get your pie, I appreciate you listening to your boy uh, talk hope on this microphone other than me doing music. Um, so, <laughs> Trayvon, why you got fucking headlock, bro? <laughs> First off, prior to that, uh, Draymond and get into it and uh, doesn't take Lightly to being fouled by Draymond Green. Uh, pretty tough on a fast break. And I basically said, don't follow me like that. He shoots two of the free throws and they're talking throughout it. Um, and Ash says, bro, you're the only one trying to be tough. And he ends up sealing the game. Um, so they play again. Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels get tied up. Rudy Gobert first runs over there to try to break it up. Draymond don't care about nothing he talk about. He go there and put him in the four desk. <laughs> and you know so Draymond, life got me in the chokehold the same way, boy. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Putting the moves on. Draymond forgot what sport he was playing at, but he, he, nah, nah. He thought he was in MMA. You feel me? The jersey, you know, got him free-flowing and moving. He saw his guy in distress. One of y'all would have got stabbed if that was stabbed. <laughs> One of y'all would have got, got if that was stabbed. Y'all lucky, Clay. Clay, man, get up out that shooting slump. We want to see you do well. Uh, but they they get five games each. Draymond, I'm sorry. Draymond gets five games. They get 25000 each. I misspoke. Uh, Draymond in particular in those five games is going to lose right around 800000 um, from his bank account to protect his man's on top of the 25000 so over 800000 Um 
They're saying who wins in a fight, Draymond or Charles Oakley. Listen, I don't think there is a gentleman in the league that played at the same time as Charles Oakley who wasn't afraid of him. Maybe Charles Barkley. They're still beefing. Even in their 60s, they're still beefing. <laughs> in their 60s, they're still beefing. Uh, I want to say Charles Oakley is 6'10". He's 6'9". 6'9", 245. Draymond Green is 6'6", I think 230. Uh, let me see. Draymond Green is not a little dude, man. Draymond Green, yep, 6'6", 230. I know that right on the head. Jesus Christ, I'm a basketball nerd. Hey, um, respectfully to you, Draymond Green, I love you, dog. Four-time champion, future Hall of Famer. Uh, what you do for the Warriors is, is doesn't sh- show up on the stat sheet. But all due respect, I'm taking Charles Oakley. <laughs> Bo was not messing with Michael Jordan while Charles Oakley was on that team. If Charles Oakley was on the team... When they won the championships going against the bat, I think they got him out of there like before he started facing them. Let me see. Let me see. I want to get my, my facts straight. I ain't about to dispute nonsense to y'all boys. No capper, Nick. Bro. <laughs> 88. 11, 88. As you know, 88, 89, 90. Is when the Jordan debacle with Chicago went on. I'll tell you something, man. <laughs> Bill Lambeer and Charles Oakley would have got into you. wasn't messing with Charles Oakley. That is a big dude who had no fear of anybody. Six foot nine, 245, 250. I'm going to give him. That's a big dude. You don't want no problems with him. He's not afraid to punch you in the face at any point in time. Uh, I got Charles Oakley at five, respectfully. Hey, um, <laughs> speaking of Charles, we got Shaq with Charles Barkley in the Choco. This is hilarious, man. He walks over there, claps up Kenny. Shout out Kenny. You got a wonderful name, same name as me. Uh, we got Shaq Nelson. <laughs> man, listen, if you want to laugh, let me tell you, let me tell you what to do. Having a bad day. You don't want to watch a game. You just want to laugh. Go ahead and type in on YouTube Shaq and Charles Barkley compilation. And they got like 10 to 15 minutes of them just clowning and laughing, bro. It's going to be a sad day for basketball when those four gentlemen no longer are on TNT calling the, the, the pregame, the halftime, and the after. Uh, Ernie, Kenny, Shaq, Chuck, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all a huge part of this sport. Um, so Pat Bev, disappointing in Cat. Pat Bev uh, basically said, I taught you better, bro. I'm a, we the playing champs. How dare you not defend your mans? He, yeah, look at him. He, yeah, they, they're trying to separate and whatnot. Yeah, he, Draymond did punk them respectfully, though. They'll, do. I don't know how the Warriors look. How I was about to say they'll see each other in the playoffs. But they said, Warriors looking like a playing team. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Everybody not named Steph Curry don't know how to score 20 points on that team. And we're pretty much almost a quarter in, soon to be a quarter uh, into the season. And, and it feels like nobody could put the ball through the hoop that's not named Steph Curry. And that's a recipe for disaster. 
which is what's going on. Knife in the West right now. Um, and I don't see them, you know, coming out of this unless one of their guys comes out of their funk, like an Andrew Wiggins or Clay Thompson. Wiggins, you got a lot more, you know, leeway because last season was an emotional roller coaster for you. We definitely got to be cognizant of players' mental health. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Clay. He not only looks like a shell of himself, he looks like a complete, utter disaster. He dropped five points, and he looks like he shouldn't be on the NBA floor right now. I want him, I want him to get it together. He's one of the guys. He's one of the greats. We want to see him, you know, put together a performance. Goldberg, though, hit, hit that boy Draymond with the Ethan. Draymond, he say, he say, Rudy Goldberg say, every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't play. He doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything he can to get ejected. I can't cap what he even shoot. <laughs> no. Listen, the reason y'all got James Wiseman is because Steph was hurt. So was Clay coming off of the 2019 finals. You guys stunk. The only guy out there was Draymond Green. He was getting the guys ready. But there's a reason why I had the number two overall pick. It's because Draymond's talents and intangible, well, not intangibles, intangibles, if that makes sense, won't allow him to lead a team, and that's all right. You make stars better. Uh, and without your guys, you didn't have a star. And without your guys, you were in the lottery. But to say that he's like, basically, he calling you a coward. I ain't gonna lie. If that was me, I wouldn't take that type of disrespect, which you kind of didn't because you already put him in there a lot. Uh, is there truth to it? Yeah, it seems like there's multiple times you've been ejected out of a game. Uh, you might know what he's talking Um, so I'm gonna keep this short. I've been I've been talking to y'all, you know, very lengthy episodes. We wanna keep it short this week. Real talk. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered, especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation stand up here. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight up unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. Year. All right. Got the ultimate carriers with Steph Curry out with a sprain right knee. The question comes up. The top five team carriers of the last decade. And I'm doing this on the fly. I don't really like to indulge in. in. I pretty much like to prep or watch some of the videos that our great, great producer, network owner, Cam of Media Den Network. See that shout out? Uh, that he comes up with which he's hilarious in these, in these topics. Uh, top five team carriers. All right. All right. He poses a great question at the end. Top five team carriers. Number five, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. Utah Jazz team should have got further. But you got to think about rookie Donovan Mitchell. Very, very, very important to uh, that Utah Jazz team, rookie Donovan. Then he comes back, goes crazy in the bubble. Then he comes with the Cavs, goes crazy. 
And uh, yeah, 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 he's in my top five because he he covers a lot of the ground on the scoring aspect. Number four, hmm, I'm gonna have to go team carriers of the last decade. I'm gonna have to go. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Those uh those OKC teams, man, after KD left were pretty pretty bad. And uh you know, outside his MVP season, yeah, that that has to account for a large portion. He led the league in scoring, averaged a triple double for the first time in 40 plus years. Shout out Oscar Robinson. Um didn't have playoff success, but he got them there. They were a six seed and he won MVP. Definitely got to put him there. Um, Number three. Hmm. Number three kind of goes into um, what we were, what, what the next question is going to be. Number three, I'm going to go Kawhi Leonard. Yes, I'm very well aware that he blew a 3-1 series lead to the you know, to this year's champions, Denver, uh, in the bubble, which you guys got to stop talking about the bubble like that. You clip, you old Clippers make it worse and worse every time y'all open your mouth. Lou Will, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, we got win that they wasn't going to care that much about us. Just, yeah, I'm not trying to hear that. Y'all wanted to win. Y'all got smacked. Let's move on. That championship is four years old at this point. Let's stop talking about it. Love your retirement, though. Love how you call in the game because we want to hear from you. You came from high school, straight out of Philly. But stop it. Uh, so it's Kawhi Leonard. That 2019 championship, very important in Canadian history. <laughs> this man came from San Antonio. Uh, you know, pretty much traded DeMar DeRozan for him. Uh, and he came, and boy... He looked like a man on a mission in 2019. Blood in his eyes, cold-blooded shot, even though you traveled. Cold-blooded shot against the 76ers. Every single round providing elite defense, scoring. Uh, and he covered a lot of ground. So I'm going to go number three, Kawhi Leonard. Now, number two, for me, it's going to be one Luka Doncic. Oh, he's only made one Western Conference Finals. Yeah. But every time he gets in the playoffs, he goes nuts. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He see a Clipper jersey and he averaging a 40-point triple-double. Damn him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just covers so much ground offensively. Post moves. Shooting from the, the three-point line with a step back. Elite footwork. High IQ shot, high shot IQ more than anything. Uh, knows where you want to go and knows how to get to it. And most importantly, don't give a damn who guard him. <laughs> Y'all watch him cook Pat Bev. I watch him cook Marky Morris, Kawhi, Paul. Dr it didn't matter. Yes, Luka Doncic. And it might get even worse for you guys. He's my number two MVP guy right now, just behind Nikola Jokic. That being said, the number one team carrier is LeBron James. Oh, my God, you choose LeBron for everything. Oh, what's going on, bro? It's 
for the last decade. That means 2010 to 2019. This is what I'm thinking of. That's eight championships. That's eight championship appearances, right? You can't tell me any player in NBA history. I'm including Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, by the way. You can't tell me any other individuals getting the 2018 Cavaliers to an NBA championship. 2018 LeBron, I personally, you could call me biased, I personally think 2013 Braun is the most complete basketball player that I've seen. And his mentality caught up with his body at that particular point in time. He took a lot less threes, which allowed him to shoot 40% from the three-point line. Uh, only time he's done so in his career. And his situational awareness was peak as well as his defense. Now, if you want to talk about offensive acumen, 2018 LeBron is probably better. He shot the ball just as well at a higher frequency from the three. Passing was elite. He's 33 and chiseled at this point. He leaned out. He wasn't as like he was in, in the heat. He was slithering around, left hand, right hand, trick shots. He hit the shot in Toronto. I remember being in Iguana, shout out Club Iguana, ain't even, ain't even the thing no more. They closed that bad boy down right off of Pines Boulevard. Uh, I remember watching this man. I was at Iguana's. Uh, I think it was game three. He hit like seven turnarounds. He was playing horse with himself. Pause. Yes. Carrying wise, it's LeBron. Ramon James. That being said, question arises. Does carrying a team successfully have to include championship victories? No, no, no. I look at Allen Iverson and I say to myself, that 2001 finals appearance, he carried the load even though they didn't win. I look at Jason Kidd and those Nets teams with Richard Jefferson um, and Kenyon Martin and those guys, Kerry Kittles and those boys. I look at Jason Kidd as having marked a lot of not carrying in terms of the scoring low. He's one of the few individuals in NBA history who doesn't need to put the ball in the hoop to control a game. You know, the other, only other person I've seen do that is Rondo. And those were guys play both ends of the court when they were in their peaks. Not to say that Rondo carried a team. He was playing with a big three. Kid, most definitely. You look at Reggie Miller and those Pacers teams back in the day, most definitely. Um, and it's just certain guys, bro. Certain guys that didn't win, that just carried their team. I'm looking at the pedophile and John Stockton. Uh, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at Isaiah Thomas, even though he didn't. When both of the finals MVPs, he made up a lot of ground in terms of leadership, even though he didn't carry it on the stat sheet every single night. In terms of leadership, that matters as well. You do not have to win in order to carry your team to a championship. There is a plethora of teams you're facing. You know, you're trying to get, you're trying to be the first one to get 98 wins in a, in a, in a season. Right. And that may not be, you know, your team's infrastructure could come into play. Your personnel could come into play. 
but you making up enough ground to allow you guys to be competitive enough does mean that you're carrying them, right? And, t- and those guys, we tend to want help for them because we see the ground that they're making up, the ground that they have to cover in order to be competitive. And that's what makes you a team carrier. Steph Curry, the fact that he has the gravity, the fact that he you have to have your eyeballs on him. All five people must know where Steph Curry is or he's shooting the three that he's turning around as soon as he lets it go from his wrist. It's just that simple. And that gravity can carry the team, even though I don't think he carries the team because Draymond does a lot. Um, he did a lot, I should say, for, for, for those Golden State teams in terms of facilitating, setting great screens, being a voice, an elite defense. Um, so carrying a team, man, that's my top five. Um, and I hope, I hope, we get to see all these guys that I named that are still active. I hope we get to see them in the playoffs and see them play at a high level. The in-season tournament has been a joy to watch. Uh, Friday, right? Recording this on Friday. Oh, listen to that trick. That's Gary Alvis 3. It's guys. Oh, God. See, I'm a rap nerd. You know, I grew up with Drake. Discovered Drake around 08. Um, he didn't drop So Far Gone as of yet. But I was really into comeback season and the heartbreak Drake phenomenon that he had going on and leading up to So Far Gone. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) this is uh, nostalgic, but with a modified twist. So I want to thank Joe Button for dropping that ether on him on the pod. (laughs) He started rapping his ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to tap into that Andre 3000 instrumental album. Also, to that 2 Chains of Lil Wayne, I've been hearing great reviews about that. Uh, those are my OGs as far as Southern MCs go. Shout out to both of those gentlemen. But that's it for me. I said I was going to keep it short. I capped. Uh, <laughs> appreciate y'all. Talk to y'all next time. I'm out of here. Here. It's Young Rilla, baby.